0: Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. All right, folks, today's going to be another great episode. I'm really excited. I've been excited about all these interviews we've been doing about lately. We've had. Just so many good ones. A lot of fun to do. And today, we've got on the show Bob Mantel from Elation Professional. um, Great guy. And we're going to talk about careers in the lighting and audiovisual industry. Now, if you're like a lot of people, probably not people that listen to the show, but maybe, you might think, oh, the audiovisual industry is just people that do shows, live music shows. But the truth is, there is so much complexity and so many opportunities and careers and different ways that you can go in the business. And um, we talk about a lot of them today. There certainly are some we didn't touch on. But I think it's interesting for those of you who might want to get into this business, who are thinking it's something they want to do, or maybe you do it part-time, you're thinking about doing it full-time. We kind of we might discourage it a little bit at the end. Um, but Truth be told, this is a great business, a wonderful place to work. And so enjoy our chatter today as we talk about um career in careers in the live event industry and if you are new here or maybe you've been here before, uh, just note that today's sponsor is Amazon. That's right, Amazon, thegreatamazon.com. You probably order stuff from there, especially if you're in the U.S. And if you do, head over to learnstagelighting.com slash Amazon. It's just going to take you right to the Amazon site, but it gives us a small commission on anything you buy after you click through. And it's a huge help to the show, such a big help to learn stage lighting and everything I do. Um, it doesn't cost you a thing extra. So you're already shopping there. Uh, bookmark, you know, our page. We're in stagelighting.com slash Amazon. The link will be in the show note as well. And we just get that small commission. You get charged nothing extra and it's a win-win. So help us out today. All right. Here, let's go with Bob Mentel. So today on the show, we've got Bob Mentel back here again. And uh, this, will, this will be an interesting one. Career advice for the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. um and so this was a topic you brought up and it was cool because actually on the last last week's episode that i just recorded we were talking to scott adams and we we delved into that like a hair we touched it just a little um Mm -hmm. and i didn't know this going into the podcast both scott and i took the route of um not going to college, not using higher education, whereas you did. And I think it's an mm-hmm. interesting, uh, we can look at both sides of that today mm-hmm. because there are there's pros and cons both ways, I really think that. Oh, absolutely. Because um, I yeah. know and I work with people and know people in this industry who went to college, who went even to the trade show in Orlando, um, or the trade show, the trade school in Orlando, um, mm-hmm. and who, you know, I mean this one audio guy I literally had probably worked with this guy for 5 years became really good friends with him and then one day he said David I just got to tell you I went to full sale. I was like okay. <laughs> like it's okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. But if on the first day I met him I knew that I might have judged him differently because there's sure. in the industry there's kind of a um some people don't like full sale.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it depends on if you live up to the stereotype, you know? Yeah. If you're a good, I think if you're a good technician and a good uh, professional, I don't think anybody will care. You know, you can move beyond your stereotype. Um, but uh, there are definitely, you know, and I, I, there are people that will give any, um, any, uh, Facility a, a bad rap, you know. There's 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 plenty of people out there that don't live up to you know standards at times. Yeah. Um, but you know I don't you know I don't know. I didn't work with a lot of people down at Full Sail, but uh, you know I just think in general. So obviously I took a different path than a lot of technicians.
0: And what was that exactly? I, yeah.
1: I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, um, so I went to college, <laughs> thought about. I actually, early in my, you know, high school, in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to join the military and I talked to my uncle who was a a career um, Marine and he said, you know, the biggest uh, regret I had was not going to college. And um, he said, just go to college. And then if you still want to join, you know, go and join. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. went to uh, a small community community. Um, associated or associate uh, of arts and sciences uh, college. They're different. They're called different things around the country Um, where I'm from in Wisconsin. It is a, um, it's part of the university of Wisconsin system. And it was a a two year associates degree that you could get. Um, And then you were guaranteed transfer into any larger state school. So I went there to, to kind of, uh, save money because they're cheaper and, um, also experiment in different things. Um, I knew I wanted to go into the arts. Uh, I I have heavily background, um, in music. Uh, I was actually thinking I was going to be a music performance major and, um, or a teacher. And then I started taking, uh, music theory, oral skills, and I lost my love of music. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> um, some previous music majors will know what I'm talking about, but um, it just took away the the fun of it. So um, in that time, um, through music, I found the stage. You know, like so many people in this industry do. Not everybody, but some. Um, and uh, I started in acting my senior year of high school, but then saw all these people backstage. I had no, you know, I had some um, exposure to theater as a child, going to shows and things of that nature, but nothing really um, deep. So I saw these people backstage doing fun things. I was like, well, that looks cool. I want to hang out with those guys. So I started to do that. I did it more in college, um, kind of splitting my time between acting and, learning about uh, technical theater and realized this might be technical theater might be a little bit more interesting for me. I don't have to go take acting classes. I don't have to take music classes. Cause I was thinking at that time about being a performance, an actor, an actor. Um, and so I had the, 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 the luck while I was in, my community college that a regional theater opened up in my town. And so I thought it was going to be great. And I was going to be like a chorus member in this regional theater. Okay. And, um, by the time it opened, I realized I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do, I wanted to do tech. I wanted to have a, a steady job and you know, work backstage and do that thing. I didn't want to be performing every day. And through the process of working at that theater, I realized the life of an actor. They're kind of nomadic. They move from contract to contract, and then they go back to New York for six months out of the year and audition. It didn't seem like a fun life. And, and, and um, the technical side of things really started looking more interesting. Throughout this whole time, I'm gaining skills taking theater classes and things of that nature, just like any um, underclassman at any college. When you go to college, the frustrating thing about a lot of colleges, and and I will support a lot of people's frustrations, when you go to a standard state school and get just a Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Fine Arts is what I have. Uh, So there's a little bit more requirement in that. But when you just go get a, a bachelor's degree at a college, the first two years is dedicated to just general studies. So you might take one or two theater courses, but your the majority of your time is taking your taking your required math course and your required, it's just like high school with a couple of electives. The difference is you're paying a lot more money for it. And <laughs> so Um, you know, it's, so a lot of people, that part of going to a four-year college is not attractive because you have to spend two years doing general classes and it's time away from the theater. It's time away from focusing on what you really want to do. And some people get frustrated and say, I just want to focus on, you know, on my future. I want to do theater. Um, that's where Different. There are different types of opportunities out there. There are conservatories. Um, conservatories generally don't do a lot of general courses, general studies. They're going to focus more on the the art side um, and having you become more of a theater professional, a whole-rounded arts uh, degree. Um, there are definitely liberal arts colleges that maybe won't make you take a lot of um, general courses, but they're going to be expensive, more expensive. Typically conservatories, liberal arts colleges are typically more expensive. And when I was looking at colleges, thank God I had the foresight to try to save money because um, there are plenty of folks out there and kids. And I think we as a society have steered kids Wrong at times. Um, when I was growing up, uh, the viewpoint was you go to college. Yeah. Yep. You know, go mm-hmm. become an accountant or whatever. So you go to college, and that was the the path. And you have to go to the best college. And if you go to a you know a state school or something, you know it's not as good of a degree. Um, and I. You know, and that's frustrating for me outside of college because I know plenty of people in the arts and outside of the arts that felt that they had to go to the best university that they could go to to learn their craft, and with the best university comes a price tag, mm-hmm. and they are they are um, heavily in debt, and we're in the arts. We didn't get into arts to make money. <laughs> Most of us didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, it uh, you know, if you if you want to make money, don't go into the arts. You're in the wrong business. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you can be comfortable and, you know, make a very very fine living, but uh very few people make it rich um in the arts. Yeah, you're you not going get
0: a, you're not going to get rich in the lighting industry probably.
1: No, you're not. But you can um, have a great living. Yeah. You yeah. can have a wonderful life and you can be very successful. And um, there are so many positives about being in the industry. Um, but um, you don't, you, you're not, the, the problem is that we're sending these kids to these colleges that have enormous um, uh, tuition costs. And then we're go- releasing them into the world where they're going to make 20, 30, dollars a year for the first, uh, you know, decade of their life, possibly, especially the performers. I mean, yeah, my my yeah. sister-in-law, my sister-in-law is a is a uh, she has her masters in dance, and she's a dancer, and she doesn't make any money, but she has ho- an enormous amount of college debt, and so we are sending these kids, we're pushing them into these find colleges so that they can have the best um, education that they want or that they, that they can get. And then we're letting them into the, the, the world and we don't pay them anything. And so there's, I, I, I feel like we've done a lot of our students a disservice by saying, go do this because it will, it will be so much better for you um, versus going to a small state school. And I think that's a little short-sighted. Um, obviously, if your dream is to go to um to a very uh, prestigious university by all means don't let me stop you but if you want sound advice you know there's there's uh, there's other options out there that will give you a very good education if you do want to go get a degree obviously that's not the only path um and this is you know for me coming from going the, the path of going to college, I wanted to have a degree. Um, I, I saw it as, as kind of um, finishing, um, you know, the, the path of, of school, you know, go to college now and get a degree. And it was also because I didn't know what I wanted to do in for a career. So I went to college to kind of, Try different things. And that's what I, I utilized it for. And I learned a lot in college. Um, I definitely did. I learned a, a lot um, outside of my theater courses that I utilize in my, my career now. Um, so it was definitely beneficial from the education standpoint. But I think there's also different types of people. Some people are learners by doing, some people are school learners, you know. And I'm a little bit of both, so I enjoy sitting in lecture and learning things. But there are people that just need to do it. Yeah, you know, yep.
0: you're looking at kind one. Of, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly, yeah. and climb the ladder. You know, absolutely.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, I think that it, at the end of the day, you know, if it, has having a degree gotten me a little further, possibly, yes. I know in a couple job situations, I you know I came out ahead in either you know position or or uh compensation because simply i had a degree um and part of it too is you know if you if for some reason you have to find a job outside of theater or outside of the arts having a degree in anything will sometimes get you further um at least when when i was looking you know uh, at job postings a while back, so mo- a lot of the more professional jobs, yeah require- larger
0: corporations etc yes yeah,
1: require a bachelor 's degree, um, even for entry level, a bachelor 's degree of some type, so does it get you farther in some applications, M- maybe more in the professional side of things, um, larger corporations working for a business. Um uh, As far as a corporate business, not necessarily a production business or something it it could possibly um, benefit you the The other time that I think obviously college is is the uh, required is if you want to teach you want to teach in an institution you know because obviously dave you you are a (laughs) teacher (laughs) Uh, but if you want to teach in an accredited institution (laughs) yeah you um you You do need a degree degree. yeah
0: yeah Yeah, exactly
1: (laughs) and and yeah they do require that and there you know there's reasons for that which is fine and um but then there's this other thing that that we also I feel like we force these kids to go get their master's. They feel like if they go and get their master's degree, they're going to be so much even more better. And unfortunately that's not the case in the professional world. Um, There, there are very few cases I feel from my experiences that an individual with a master's degree is better off in, in the art side of things than, than someone with just a bachelor's. Um, there are plenty of people with master's degree degrees that are, are not in the arts because they could not find a job. Um, there are plenty of people with master's degrees working entry level jobs. Um, so uh, I'm just, I, I put it out there as a warning that master's degrees, I, I, I'm not, I'm not discounting them. You can definitely learn a lot. Um, but they're definitely, uh, if, you, if you're if you going to be a designer, a lighting designer, possibly a master's degree is beneficial um, because you are going to learn more about the art. You're going to learn more about the process and um, uh, things of that nature. So I don't want to discount a master's degree in that side of things. Sometimes it is definitely a requirement if you want to join a production team, um, a professional production team master's degrees are highly um, coveted required um, possibly if you want to be a consultant or something like that a master's degree is is going to be more beneficial but really the the only time i feel a master's degree is required is if you want to be a professor in a college um if you want to be a technician you should not be getting a master's degree.
0: Yeah. Um, so that was actually this is kind of where I want to pivot up a little yeah. bit. It's interesting. I wasn't sure. Um I, I didn't quite expect that perspective from you because you did mm-hmm. go to college, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always think people that go to college are like, oh everybody should do it. Um and so I'm glad that you're not just jumping on that blindly. Um mm-hmm.
1: you know I think there there are no. paths that you should. Um if yeah. you want to be a designer you should probably look at college if and you want yeah yeah let's if you,
0: let's talk about that a little so yeah. this is one thing that i've noticed is, is kind of interesting um is that you know our industry is small but there mm-hmm. are so many different jobs and mm-hmm. levels of jobs that people do in this world
1: oh god yeah um, mm-hmm.
0: You know, coming down to the lighting designer idea, I was told in high school by the uh, tech director at my high school that I would not be able to be a lighting designer without Mm -hmm. going to college. That Mm -hmm. doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. But then you find out later that there's kind of different levels of lighting designer, and there are different Mm -hmm. ways to get there. I mean, ultimately, Mm -hmm. if you've been in the industry for 10 or so years and you have a body of work behind you, then nobody, nobody, I shouldn't say nobody looks at your qualifications, but you have enough work from people that don't look at your qualifications, they look at what you've done. Uh, absolutely. That, that doesn't necessarily matter. But mm-hmm. I think you bring up an excellent point as we start to talk about like different jobs that are in the business and that you can do in different segments because there's so many more than people think uh, mm-hmm. sometimes. Is oh, that absolutely. if you want to jump in there and be like sitting down, designing you know literally laying out lights all day long as a designer on big level shows then it would probably be really helpful to go get mm-hmm. that lighting design degree mm-hmm. um yep. you know i found myself in a really comfortable place doing mid-sized corporate events as a lighting designer you know and i was doing bigger and bigger events and then i decided i didn't want travel as much and <laughs> so here we are but um but if you wanted to start there at those big st- scale events then specializing further aka studying you know college uh-huh. um it could definitely be a good path to get there mhm um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah and i i totally agree yeah there's there's so many different paths the the industry is small and tight knit but so vast um because our industry bleeds into so many things um if you want large scale design college, probably you're going to want to do college um, because that will get a foot in the door of these larger design firms. Um, yeah. And this is design yeah, firms, exactly. theater design firms, architectural design firms.
0: And this is the lighting designer. Like we mentioned, they're designing, mm-hmm. like looking at colors and laying out mm-hmm. plots. And that's mm-hmm. really like what they do. They don't program consoles. No, you know, they don't correct. stick around for the whole show. You know they yep. come in. They inact. They make the design on paper. They show up for a couple days and make sure it's being carried out right, and then they're on to the next one.
1: Exactly. Um, but then um, you know, obvi- like you stated earlier, there's a there's a there's a point in time, and it's not like this definitive time um, that what you did, if you went to college or didn't go to college. Um, There's a point in time where it doesn't matter. They're going to look at your body of work. And 10 years is probably about there. Just just as It's not a hard cutoff. But shortly after college, you're not going to want to put... You'll put your university on your resume. But you're probably not going to want to still be referencing university designs that you did in your portfolio. You're not going to want to be um, using uh, references of old professors. Um The hope is after about ten years, and I was actually talking to a college professor. his rule was about five years yeah, yeah um, you don't want more your references shouldn't be older than five years, and your 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 production shouldn't be older than five years.
0: I mean, if you do this um, full time and you do a good job, that should not be a yeah. problem. like to have so in ten references. in <laughs> ten
1: years, whether you went to college or not is going to be you know in a little paragraph at the bottom of of your resume. The body of work that you're going to do is going to fill out the vast majority of your resume. So, you know, there's definitely a point in a professional career where it just doesn't matter anymore. And it's what you've done and what you've learned and how you've performed since then. So obviously, earlier in your career is going to be the, the more important time and when it's going to be most influential. And obviously, where you start does help you get to where you're going if you have you know if your you know life path is i want to be a broadway lighting designer you should go to college you know but also know that being a broadway lighting designer is almost like being a professional sports uh star Mm. um you know that's what i hearken it to there are there are very few broadway lighting designers um and uh those are kind of the nfl stars if you like football or you know NBA stars, whoever you want, um, whatever, pick your sports genre of, of, uh, of preference. Um, but there are so many more designers out there that are much, uh, probably more successful or just as successful. Um, and they don't have as much of a public, um, uh, attraction because they're doing corporate events and architectural designs and things of that nature um, but um, you know like like you said not going to college some in some um, industries not going to college is probably better if you want to be a technician there's not a lot of actual technician work in college yes you have to work in the scene shop yes you have to maybe be a master electrician on a production or two. But that's usually not your main focus. Your main focus typically is the design process, um, and the design idea and uh, the whole the whole production as uh, as a whole. So, you're not going to learn a lot of the idiosyncrasies of actually putting on a show. So, if you want to be a technician, it, obviously, the best option is to go and do it and just learn by doing. Getting a job, running a follow spot for a show, pushing cases, you know, rolling cable. I think a lot of us did those jobs. Um, obviously, there are schools out there, like you made mention earlier, that can help you learn that. Those skills needed to (laughs) coil a cable and push a case. But um, they're going to give you a little bit of a head start. I think my, I would say that my, my feeling on those institutions are it would probably be enough and maybe, maybe it would, it would, maybe they're rock star programs. I don't have personal, um, personal experience with them, but I feel like it would, where they would come in is make you feel more comfortable on the job site. And if somebody asks you to do something, you would actually be aware of what they're doing, what they're asking for, and you can go do it instead of saying, how can, how do I over under a cable or, you know, what's front of house, what's back house. I mean, that's probably more what it's for, but there are plenty of us that have just been grunts too, you know, and that can be just as valuable. And the benefit of doing it, learning by doing, like what you did in your case, is you get paid to learn instead of paying. Yeah, to you learn. may
0: not get paid much, but you're not paying. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah. I didn't get paid. Yeah. I've worked plenty of union calls to fill in uh, early in my career uh, to fill in some income. And I learned, I definitely learned. Um, and I think the biggest thing. Uh, the biggest piece of advice when learning by doing is don't say no. Um, and if you don't know how to do something, uh, just ask, don't say, yes, I can do that. And then look like a fool because you don't know what you're doing. Cause that's gonna, that's gonna look worse on you than if you say, I'm sorry, can you show me how to do that? I would love to help. That's my take on it. Having, having worked calls myself. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, um, but as far as you know, careers in the industry, this is the thing that just kind of um, opened my eyes as I started working in the industry. Obviously, like I said, said earlier, uh, I went working for a theater, going working summer stock, um, get an internship, be a designer, cut your teeth in the theater. And so I did work theater for a couple of years and it was fun and I had a great time and I still freelance design because I enjoy it so much. Um, but you, you miss out on a lot of holidays. You, you miss out on a lot of family, um, events and you, you know, you're working nights and weekends. And then when you have changeover or whatever, you're working hundred hour weeks, you know, 150 hour weeks. um, So it's a lot of work, and burnout in in those situations is relatively high. So um, once I started working in the theater, I started realizing there's other things I can do. I could work for a manufacturer. I could work for a retailer. I could work for... a production company. Yeah. So but this in, is, this is yeah. where it
0: gets really interesting is like, yeah. I picture a grid, right. Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, you've got like labor stage hand, you know, shop yep. worker, you know, yep. lighting technician, you know, yep. lighting designer, even, you know, audio visual, visual technician, mm-hmm. um, you know, video engineer, audio engineer, you know, audio yeah, helper. Yep. You've got all these different categories of jobs. But then what I think a lot of people don't realize, like probably my parents when I was first going into this business, is you're not just doing county fairs. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was when I started, but that's not, there's so much more to this as you were just harping on. You know, I, I I never realized until I got into the teaching side of this with Learn Stage Lighting and it started growing, how many people work for the manufacturers and what in the world they do. Yeah. You know who knew all these people? Yeah. You know, including yourself. And like yeah. you mentioned, manufacturers. You know, there's music, there's theater, there's corporate events, um, mm-hmm. there's in-house AV at mm-hmm. X large corporation.
1: Yep. Yep. You know,
0: it's a job, and it's a good. Yep. It can be a good career if, especially if you want to be like nine to five. You know, forty mm-hmm. hours a week with a decent salary. Man, mm-hmm. you can be the in-house A.V. guy and, you know, sure, half your days are pushing around projectors and setting up small, <laughs> exactly. you know, setups, but nope. but at the same time, it's a career, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. If, if you're having fun,
1: you know, I mean, what's what's it matter? You yeah. yeah. You know, find a if place. You're with not good starving. Co-workers. Exactly. If you got a roof over your head and having fun. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's eg- exactly, you know, that obviously there's the production. I think there's, you know, there's couple different sides and if you tried to lay it out in a grid it would be more like a spider's web yeah i think (laughs) you know because everything is connected and then you can offshoot over here you know so so when i decided to leave the theater um because i wanted a more regular job i started working for a rental uh house and i it was actually through a retailer full compass systems in madison wisconsin and I went there in their rental uh, department, which was like a small production house, um, you know, corporate events, small corporate events and user rentals, things of that nature. And it ended up, ended up being a really good opportunity um, because I learned more about audio, learned a lot about video. And so, you know, working those production gigs, you learn about the, the other um, aspects of production, Audio, video, AV, lighting, and so now I have a stronger toolbox, a larger toolbox that when I go to somewhere else, I can you know utilize that. So obviously, you have technicians, you have the designers in a production. Uh, it doesn't have to be live productions; um, it could be AB internal AB. Uh, that was one of the side jobs. Uh, as the rental in the rental uh department at Full Compass, we were internal AB, so when they had meetings and corporate events and charity events, we would provide all the AB. Um, and I lost my train of thought, but um, (laughs) there are you know, I've talked to I've met a lot of people in the industry in my time at uh, Full Compass and now Elation, you know, there's Google. Google's uh, facility in Washington, they have a tech director. He makes a lot of money and he works for Google. So he has great benefits. It's a corporate job, you know? So he goes and he sets up the corporate meetings and they do their boring presentations. And then, you know, he goes home. Um, there are plenty of jobs out there just like that too, where you have the, uh, a lot of people love the production world um, love doing events and um, and putting on, you know, maybe theater and stuff. The, the bad side of things is at times, you know, it's a timely discussion times like now where live events go away and the stability is gone. Um, and so that's where these more corporate type jobs are very, attractive because they offer a little bit more stability. Um, if you get laid off, you know, you still have your unemployment. Usually you get pretty good benefits working for a corporation. When I worked for a production, when I worked for a theater, and then doing um, union uh, union calls, there's no health insurance, you know, um, or it's pretty bad. Um, working for a corporation because they're larger entities, they can usually provide better benefits, health care, dental, life insurance, and, you know, life. Um, uh, I was thinking of something else, but, you know, they provide those standard benefits, paid time off. Um, so that can be an attractive thing, working more on the corporate side of things.
0: Yeah, and so I think that's a good point. Like, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I do lighting for music or I do, you know, lighting for live events like even mm-hmm. if you're not making a full-time career out of it or even if you are it's okay to make shifts you know and look yeah. for for other opportunities that use a lot of the skills you have can be a lot of the same things but mm-hmm. maybe you're in a family stage of life like i am yep. with with young you know little kids running around and yep. you're like you know what i don't want to travel as much as i used to mm-hmm you, know, you, you don't have to keep doing the same thing, but you also don't have to relearn everything.
1: Exactly. There are you a don't lot have of, to, yeah. And you don't have to give it all up either. I mean, that's the other thing is like, I, I love theater. I'm a, I'm more on the theater side of things. Some people more on the production side of things. I personally love theater. Um, and I chose to get a corporate job for stability. Um, and the benefits that came along with that. And to fulfill my artistic side, I still freelance. And so I fit in freelance gigs um, when I can in my corporate job schedule. Um, It's gotten a little tougher now with my new job because I'm traveling more, but I'm able to fulfill both sides by freelancing, making a little extra money, still doing what I love to do. And getting that high off of that side of things. But it's also beneficial, I feel, this is my argument, it's beneficial for your corporation that you're working for, that you're still active in the community as well. You're still active in the industry. And so you're not just a guy pushing a projector down the hallway. You're still doing um, your professional work on the side. You're still relevant. You're still you still have a pulse on the industry on that side of things that you can then go back and take um back to your corporation, um you know like when I was at Full Compass I was still uh, working in the industry, um using the tools of the different manufacturers that we sold so that I could tell customers, um you know this is a quality product this you know I've used it in a production whatever, um so it is beneficial to be able to go back to the corporation and, and utilize that side of things. And it's the same at my job at elation. You know, I still am doing design. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking at the fixtures that we create from a designer perspective, not just a salesperson perspective. So it's, that's where it can benefit both sides too, is, is yes, I do have my corporate job. Um, luckily I found one in the industry that I love that I can then go and also freelance and do that thing too. So, you know, there's, there's no reason why even if you had to go work in an accounting firm, you know, you couldn't still freelance and, and still do it that way too. Um, or have a corporate, you know, have a production company on the side, a small production company on the side, but, um, but that's how I still stay relevant. There are plenty of guys that work uh, for the company that don't freelance anymore because it's, it is very hard um, to do it um, on your schedule. But um, I see it as beneficial. But if you get enough, if you get your kicks out of just working for the corporation too, maybe you don't have to do that, you know? But we'll see how long that lasts. We're, get, we're all getting older every day.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Really, you know, I'm my own labor sometimes too so it can only coil cable so long each day
0: (laughs) no but i think that's a great point and it's something that i make a point of to do as well to say that i don't ever want to not light shows right Mm -hmm. i light i light a lot less shows than i used to yeah um Mm -hmm. sure you know but i don't ever want to leave that entirely one it's fun um two Mm -hmm. it keeps me in touch with the people that i'm talking to and the people that i'm yep. working with and it would be really i think it would be ironic if mm-hmm. you know i didn't at least have my hand a little bit in lighting shows still mm-hmm. even though i have it a lot yep. in my past um just mm-hmm. to keep that relevancy with new stuff to stay mm-hmm. on top of it you know and of course you know freelancing on the side of this business means that you know it just means i do a lot less of the um, kind of rinse and repeat mundane type shows. I mean, I did corporate shows. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if you work, if you freelance with a large corporate events firm, you know, you can do the show that looks like this for this brand. And then you do the show that looks like exactly the same for another brand and another and another and another. Or, you know, eight years of literally doing the same show every year for this company, you know, that I used to do. Mm. And it's fine, you know, Mm -hmm. but the eighth time, you're not really learning anything from... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> from that exactly. show, you know, as a professional, it's like, mm-hmm. they know what they want. They don't need it to change, you know, tweak just a hair, but not much. And, you know, it's like, okay. But then other opportunities came up, come up, you know, like I've got a potential opportunity that came up the other day. I was talking with a friend and he said, you know, mm-hmm. I really do. I need a guy, you know, if this thing pans out, like it looks like it's going to, you know, I need this guy. We we got to go down and um, to another city nearby and program this new rig that he's installing. And I said, Mm -hmm. great, I'd love to help, you know, because the console specified was not one he's good with. And so I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. sure thing. And it's a a really cool opportunity that, honestly, if I was still doing lighting design full-time, I wouldn't be able to help him out with it, probably. Because I would have had a five- or a seven-day show during that time period, probably.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, As opposed to going
0: out for a day or two, where, as when I was doing shows full-time, it's like a day or two, is like, "Mm -hmm, maybe it's Mm -hmm. worth it, maybe it's not, you know when I can book something that's five or seven days, there's a big difference there.
1: But, oh, absolutely.
0: But yeah. So I think that's a, a really great point though. It's just, um, even if you get out of the live events side of things as your full-time gig, that doesn't mean you have to leave it entirely mm-hmm. and it's good mm-hmm. not to, and you can have that fun and have, you know, gigs to look forward to. And it's a good thing.
1: Yeah. And it's also beneficial too, because if, I'm feeling, you know, you can turn down a gig too, you know, if if it's not, yeah, (laughs) you can say, no, I'm going to take a day off. You know, it's nice to have the option too. It's, it's something that I've, you know, I had a early in my career, I never said no. And I think that's important Mm. when you're trying to grow and, and make, uh, uh, you know, you know, climb the ladder or whatever you want to take every opportunity. And I certainly took opportunities that, that grew me more as a technician than grew my pocketbook um, because there's plenty of those out there that you do stuff for free or, or get, you know, don't get paid in the end or whatever. Um, And it's good learning experience. Um, But now I'm at a point in my life where I can think, is this worth my time? Is it worth being away from my family? Um, A lot of times, if it's little onesie twosies events, it's not worth it. So I'll just say, no, thanks. You know, you know, to drive there, work for three, four hour minimum to drive home, bust my ass pushing cases. I don't need to do that anymore. You know? So, yeah. but yeah. if you're, if you're free and you want to go hang out, you know, go do it. So it's nice to have the option now. And in, it's instead of having to do it to make a living. Um, and the, you know, the other thing that, that, you know, I think about, is uh, for me, I like a lot of, um, I like a lot of, uh, change and, and, um, I don't like monotony Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, doing like you talked about doing the same show for a corporation for eight years. Um, I don't know how many times you did it maybe once every, every year for eight years. That's not too bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was actually, it was a couple times a year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you know, they're, um, Putting the same show on for me, you know, I worked at a regional theater. We, we ran things in repertory. So six week runs, um, I should say. And by the end of that six weeks, I was ready to move on. You know, it's, you know, running a light board for a production, um, you know, 50, 60 times pushing the go button. Cause it's theater. So it's a linear timeline. Uh, that's boring as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read a lot of books and magazines at my life, uh, during running shows. And, um, and then I realized then when you really start thinking about it, these guys that, that, you know, work on Broadway or, or work on tour, they're doing the same damn thing every day, every damn day. You know, the guys that work for Cirque du Soleil, um, I know, uh, luckily know a couple of, uh, technicians at Cirque, um, and just talking to them about what is your job like? What is your job? And it's the same thing every day. Yeah, and yeah. Chris
0: Los, who writes for PLSN, wrote an article a while mm-hmm. ago. He had landed at Cirque for a while, and he couldn't mm-hmm. stand it because mm-hmm. it's it's very corporate and very monotonous. And
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily, luckily at Cirque, um, I know one of the gentlemen I work for is in charge down at, at Ka, And he was working in the production or excuse me, the projection uh, side of the, of the production. And luckily for them, they had three different tracks and they would rotate each day. So one day you would be on one track, the next one. So there was Mm. some change each day, but that's not always the case. Um, And, and so for some productions, like, let's say you're working Broadway and you're the lightboard operator, you're pushing the button at the same time at the same, you know, four thousands of times a year. Um, That doesn't sound fun to me, you know, yeah. uh, some people maybe, Um, but I like change and I like doing. Um, And so I think the production process is more interesting to me than the running a show. I think, Um, you know, that's the other thing is, is, you know, sure. it, It might sound great to go work for, the, the local one in new york city and work on the broadway shows but then you really think about that you know and the reality of working on that a uh, show you know phantom's been around since the 80s yeah could you, could you imagine doing that same show for 20 years i mean i no thanks
0: yeah, and I think that's a great point just to kind of conclude everything we've talked about today mm-hmm. on it. It's like, this is a great world. It's a fun place, a great industry to work in. We're definitely not uh, you know, downplaying doing production as a job, but you do have to remember, too, if you get into this as a career, there more often than not, you're in it, in the monotony of it, and it may not be the best gig ever. Mm-hmm. There are those times that there are, but also... Mm-hmm doing things on the side or doing things as a freelancer or, you know, just on the side to some sort of other day job um, Mm -hmm. can mean a lot more freedom and a lot more excitement in doing exactly what you want to do. Um, Either way, there's a lot more opportunities than I think Mm -hmm. people think about. And uh, I hope that our conversation today has helped to uh, turn on that light bulb in people's brains.
1: Yeah, I, I hope so too. And if anything, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is there's, alternatives there's options there's not you know when you go to college they they very much preach kind of unidirectional you know this is what you do um maybe even live events this is what you do but there's there's so many um branches into in the industry that you could be and that you could focus on and there's so many niches that i don't even know you know I I'm certain that there's some lighting design opportunity out there that I have no clue. Swimming pools. Uh, Yeah. Swimming pools. I mean, seriously. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure. And residential probably too, for the very wealthy people. Um, there, but there's opportunities out there that I can't even fathom, you know, that could be a unique opportunity. So I don't, I don't want to, you know, downplay any opportunity because it's a very real thing. Um, but it's just this industry and the opportunities are so much more vast than I could have imagined going to co- sco- college, you know, initially. Um, so I think the biggest thing is there's no, there's no one way. There's no right way. There's no, you know, epitome of, you know, success. I think it's whatever you enjoy you know, whether it's working for a manufacturer, designing lights, creating the newest technology that the designers are then going to go and use, or whether it's setting up a show every night and taking it down and then, you know, moving to the next town and setting it up. I mean, if that's what you love, that's what you love. Go for it. And I think that's what's, you know, the most important because luckily in this, I, I think I would have to say in this industry, most people in this industry are here because they want to be here. Unlike accounting or, you know, or banking or, you know, whatever. Um, Luckily, most people in this industry do it because they are passionate. And that's what I like the most.
0: Yeah, part of that becomes, yeah, it's probably because you're not going to get rich in this industry. You can make a good living, you can be happy, you can feed your family, Mm -hmm, but you're mm -hmm. not going to get rich. So those people, they don't get attracted to this business. Um, Exactly. They might try to be a concert promoter, but that's about as close as they'll get. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. (laughs) Oh, man. so.
0: It was great talking to you today. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you very much.